there's so many different ways to prospect. Calling is the number one thing, but after you talk to that person, um, how else can you reach out to them? How else can you give value? Welcome back to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. I am your host, Matt Smith. I am the founder of All or Nothing in Real Estate, and I run Matt Smith Real Estate Group, a team that was ranked by Real Trends number eight in the nation and number one in the state of Missouri. Um, All or Nothing in Real Estate is a movement. It is a way for me to give back to the industry that has given so much to me. So I'm so excited for today. We have a very special guest. Um, So joining me today on the podcast is Sean McArthur. Sean, what's up? Hey, I'm so excited uh, to be here and grateful for this opportunity, Matt. I really do appreciate it. Dude, you've earned it. Um, We're going to break it down. So just so you guys are aware, um, Sean McArthur is a new agent on our team. Uh, He got licensed about six months ago. Just recently, he went from six months newly licensed in this changing market and has completely dominated. He was a buyer's agent of the month last month, and he's also on top of leading our buyer's agents and closings. He's also leading the entire team in pendings. Guy's absolutely crushing it within six months. And so today we're going to break down a little bit of Sean's story. He's going to give you tactical takeaways of how he has applied um, strategies in his business to not let this market dominate him. Instead, he is dominating the market. So, Sean, um, let's break down. Uh, let's start with the freebie. What is uh, if, if there's a new agent or an agent that is listening? Let's give one practical tip before we go into your story about what is a biggest one of the biggest takeaways that you have had in your business so far that has led to your success. Oh, the power, the power of prospecting, number one, is super important. Um, sometimes we get so bogged down doing all of the the nitty gritty things, the paperwork, the, I want to do this big thing, this big push that we forget to prospect. And that's so huge in the business. Yep. Um, it, it's crazy how much, how important that is. Yeah. Calendar consistency and making sure one of those things is prospecting on a daily basis to continue to build your pipeline um, is uh, that consistency over time is very valuable. A lot of agents work kind of on accident, right? Mm-hmm. They let their day happen to them. Um, and we're in real estate. You have to plan for that. Oh, 100%. Uh, but if you don't prospect, you lose that momentum of building your business. Um, so we'll break that down a little further. Uh, great tip. Um, so Sean, let's dive into a little bit of your story. So um, let's start at uh, what did you do prior to real estate? I was actually in the military. Um, I was uh, I was Army, military police. Uh, I was stationed in Fort Hood, and then I spent a year in Germany and Poland, and then got stationed here in Fort Leonard Wood. Awesome, man. Um, uh, which was your favorite, Germany or Poland? Ooh, Germany for sure. Yeah. What was your favorite thing? Oh man, uh, it was. Just, it's so beautiful and green over there. It's, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah. I love it. Just beautiful scenery. It's good. Yeah. Cool. Um, Melanie will I love that. I'll give her a shout out. Hey, she's, for sure. Yeah, she's our uh, she's our director of operations. She's she's German. So um, shout out to the Germans out there. <laughs> <laughs> and their food. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the schnitzel man. That's yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, all right, so let's dive in. So you uh, got out of the military, and what convinced you while you were in the military to want to get into real estate? So while I was in Germany and Poland, um, I started investing and trying to figure out how I wanted to invest. And I just realized I started getting into real estate world. I was doing stocks and it was just, it was tough. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I found real estate. I just fell in love. I just absolutely fell in love with real estate investing. Awesome. So it started as an investor. um, And that investor, when you came to Fort Leonard Wood, which is where one of our offices is located right outside of Fort Leonard Wood base, um, you worked with one of our agents to buy an investment property, right? I did. Um, I I bought my first personal home first with her. Um, I clicked on a little link. And two minutes later, this lady's calling me and saying, hey, 
I heard you're looking in the Fort Leonard Wood area for a home. No idea what I was doing, um, but she walked me through the process so well. I just loved working with her. It was amazing. Yeah, shout out to Lauren. Shout out to Lauren for sure. It was actually your old house, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keeping it in the family, yeah, right? Exactly. We got to keep it forever. Yeah, um, dude, yeah. Uh, funny story on the house is uh, I sold it to um, Nick, who also works on the team, and then Nick sold it to you. So we got to keep it in that family <laughs> forever. Um, I think Colin, who is in the background here, is going to buy it next. Um, so anyway, um, back to your story. So um, you came here, you bought your first home, had a great experience with our team, one of our um, amazing agents, Lauren. Um, what happened next? Well, two months later, I was like, hey, Lauren, um, or actually pretty much right after we closed, I said, I want to find an investment property. Again, no idea what I was doing. And I probably bugged the heck out of her. I was sending her emails every single day about this property, this property, and she was able to call me and help me find the my first investment property. Awesome. Um, yeah, so you worked with her a little bit, and then um, you got on my radar. Um, I don't know if you remember the story or not, but you got on my radar because I kept getting tagged in like our Instagram. I'm like, who is this Sean guy that keeps tagging us? And he's sharing every post that we make. He's tagging us, and he's like, he's our fangirl. Um, who is this guy? And so I talked to Lauren, and she's like, oh, that's one of our clients. I'm like, okay, awesome. Um, I think I should need to meet with this guy. And so we took you out to lunch. You remember that? Oh, I remember that. I was... So a funny story, a little probably a little embarrassing, was I was so nervous to meet you. The first time I came to our office to drop off Katie a closing gift um, after we closed, um, I sat in the parking lot for 10 minutes because I was so nervous <laughs> to go in because I've been seeing y'all on on the TV show, and I was like, wow, I'm walking into like this massive production. I, I was just so nervous to walk in, super excited, but um, I knew I just wanted to give back to the team because um, Lauren had done so much for me in my life. Um, I just wanted to give back however I could, and the easiest way I knew was to share social media, tell everyone I knew about the team. Um, I just loved it. Dude, that's uh, that's such a great point. Like, um, no matter what uh, area you are in life, like, contribution always wins, right? Like, you felt grateful for um, the service we were able to help, et cetera, and you turned in turn felt like giving that back, right? Like, the law of reciprocity is real. So real estate agents, what I would like for you to take away from that is two parts. Number one. You have to give before you get. And so give the service that makes your clients like Sean felt obligated to give back to the team because he felt like we gave him so much. If your business, if you're you as an agent, if you run a team, if that is not how your organization is is wired around the client experience to make you want in a healthy way them to feel obligated because they feel so grateful for all that you help them that they want to give back to you. Um, you can enhance your client experience because what happens is when you give that way, you get amazing things in return. And Sean's stories is just one of the um, the hundreds of stories, thousands of stories that we have um, around that that principle. Another part is Sean didn't just sit back and wait and say, well, I really like these people, but I'm not going to share the message. Like action always wins, right? And so contrib contribution and action. So if you can tie them to, to together like Sean did, like, hey, this team really helped me. Lauren did a great job. Um, I think they're doing awesome things. I want to share the message in case I have any friends, any people in my sphere, whatever, that are looking for a similar experience because I trust this team will help them. And so he shared that message. Because he shared that message over and over and over again, I'd be willing to bet you'd probably be on the team. Like, I think that that probably would have happened. But it led to you and I having lunch, us discussing, and we probably accelerated that journey for you. And we probably built, like, helped solidify that that was probably a good decision and that we wanted you and that um, we were a great place to work and that we could build your future in real estate. Oh, 100%. Honestly, at that time, I hadn't even planned on getting out of the military. I had 
years left on my contract, I actually requested to get out of it early to leave to join the team. Um, I knew there was nowhere else I wanted to go. I didn't even apply for any other internships. I was like, I want to be on this team. And that was the whole reason I got out of the military, actually. Yeah, dude, that's um, that's crazy. And it all starts with contribution, right? Like if Sean would not have given back, then it may not have happened in this way. You may not be on this podcast today. You may not have been able to help. I think you've already closed, what, 16 this year? I have, yeah. Yeah. And 16 amazing families and yeah. yeah, all the lives that we've impacted and that are going to impact. It's 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 crazy. Yeah. And, dude, we're just getting started. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's contribution and action. Like, tie those two together. You cannot lose in this world, 100%. Um, so what made you choose – we kind of hit on this a little bit, but why did you choose Matt Smith Real Estate Group? Why were we – such an influence like what did we do so other people can have actionable takeaways like from a client experience um what did we do that really felt great to you so much so that you wanted to contribute and then so much so that you wanted to contribute in such a way that you canceled your military contract early to join in real estate uh, so lauren made me feel such like um, an important part of her life and, and part of the family from our very first conversation, I felt so comfortable with her. I legitimately trusted her with so much information, telling her my plans, my that goals. That was a mistake. I know. Um, <laughs> so, so mistakes were made, of course. But Just kidding. <laughs> no, she, she was amazing and made me feel, just from that first transaction, I mean, I closed the entire transaction from Texas. Um, never saw the house in person. Everything was virtual. I closed at a Whataburger burger place in Texas. Never nice. saw the house. My first ever purchase. Um, and I, I felt comfortable the whole time. Even with Katie, I thought she was absolutely amazing. Yeah. It's the nicest person I've ever met Yeah, over email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Katie loves her emails. Um, that's awesome. So um, so I want to dive deeper there. Mm-hmm. There's got to be other things. Like, yeah, Lauren was a nice person, made you feel comfortable. Um, our TC, Katie, did a great job keeping you informed, all of that. But what – and maybe you don't know. Maybe you need to process this. But what was, like, one or two things that – helped you make the decision that, you know what, I want to really dive in and join this team and I want to get out of the military so I can get into real estate. So there, there were quite a few things, actually. Um, hers is just the stepping stone to even see the team get involved, because at that point, I had no idea who you were. It wasn't until quite a bit later, actually, that I even knew who Matt Smith was. Um, but it, I just felt so involved with the team. And then um, the the big thinkers on the team, I started seeing your content and the the core values with Matt Smith Real Estate Group aligned with the Army's values, and that's super important to me. That's the most important thing, more than sales, more than anything else, is those core values. Sure. That's ingrained in me for my whole life. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So um, for those agents out there listening, um, your marketing sends a message, and make sure your marketing is on point, and make sure you don't just share real estate, right? Share share wins of your team, share other people that are um, having success, share your values, who you are, what you stand for, how you contribute back to the community, because that stuff makes an, a lasting impact. Um, that's awesome. Cool. Anything else there you want to unpack? No, that's pretty much it for that, cool. for that part of it. Um, so you said one of the keys to your success has been the power of prospecting. Um, so what does your prospecting look like on a daily basis? Like what, is, what does that look like for you? So for me, I knew one hour of prospecting isn't enough. Um, I know if I want to take this seriously, if I want to be the top producer, if I want to like really crush it in this space, especially as the market's changing, I know I need at least two hours, not including follow-ups, just two hours of prospecti- prospecting a day. Um, so my morning hour um, is focused on phone calls, um, doing outbound prospecting to either new leads um, or people we've talked to before, just trying to set that appointment to meet with them face-to-face. Sure. Because I know once I we, we meet with them, we have so much value and 
and I know that I genuinely care about people, even though as a newer agent, I know we have so much value we can bring to them. If we meet, they'll want to work with us forever. Yeah, 100%. And it's um, having that belief of that um, really, really helps having that confidence in yourself, your abilities, and also the team that is backing you that if we meet with this person, we know we can help them, right? That makes those phone calls way easier. Um, I know a lot of agents struggle with, well, what do I say? Like, if I meet with them, what am I meeting with them? I don't have a house to show them. It's not about the house, right? It's about the value that you can bring to their life. There's too many people out there that are just kind of scared of what's going on in the real estate market. They don't understand which way to go. There's been a lot of changes, interest rates, and we're in a recession, and you name it, right? The housing prices have increased so drastically. Um, There's a lot of people that are just stuck in the unknown. And I think like what we are able to do is educate those clients and help build a plan for them in such a big purchase in their life. And I think a lot of real estate agents lose that and they forget that their job is not just to show properties. Their job is to help educate and provide value to the client and help build a plan for them on such a huge decision in their life. And if you meet with them to help them build a plan and you meet with them to actually understand what they're going through and how you can help them versus meeting with them to open a door, you're going to have way better results. Oh, 100%. Because that opening that door phase is pretty much the last step before they yep. buy. If that's the first time we're meeting with them, we're way behind the power curve. If they need to buy in two weeks, of course, we want to help them, but we're, we need to hurry. Yep. I've met with people who are who signed a buyer agency aren't even looking to buy for a year, but I know we could provide them so much value in that plan. Hey, we can still tailor this for you in nine months when you're yep. ready to start looking. Yep. And it, this will allow me to, st- to work on your behalf, be out in front for you and provide that value, right? Like it's, it's so, so crucial that you understand that it's not, uh, we can no longer be reactionary in this business. We have to be proactive. And so that's a great way to do that. Um, there's a stat that, uh, that I've heard out there. And this is an estimate. I don't, I don't know the stat. I didn't do the numbers for those of you out there that like to call people out on this stuff. It's around 67%, I believe of home buyers work with the first agent they meet in person. So why are agents so worried about finding the perfect house versus trying to, it's, I think it's 78% actually. Now I'm thinking of it. So it's a lot, right? It's way over half just meeting with them. They're going to work with you. So if you can just set the appointment to meet with them, number one, without a property, because the property doesn't matter, like buyers, agents, agents that never showed a buyer, I'm going to ask you a serious question. When's the last time a buyer came to you and said, I want this property, I want this many bedrooms, and I want these exact specifications, and I want to spend this exact amount of money, and that's the house they actually bought? Very, very rare does that happen. Because buyers don't truly know what they want until we help guide them through the process, until we show them other options, until we help them understand why that doesn't make sense for them in their situation or maybe why it does. But they need that verification from us as the professional, and that is your job. And so get away from the property, focus on the why and the motivation, not the what, which is the property. Um, So if you're able to meet with them, number one, that's half the battle, right? Um, You got like a basically an 80% chance to work with them if you just meet with them. But on top of meeting with them, the what value do you provide to them, Sean, when you meet with them? We provide so much value as far as explaining them their lender. Most people don't even know the amount of options for lending there are out there. Um, we I've even met with renters who are, I, I want to rent. There's so much value we can provide to them, yep. even if they maybe renting for them for a few months is the best, but they're, they may not even know they can buy. Yep. And they may renting for a year is the best bet and then purchasing after. There's so many things we can do to talk to them. Um, I always say yes to anybody. Yep. If, if they want to talk to us, I want to talk to them. Yeah. And I think having that confidence, because, again, we can help them like 
I say this all the time on the podcast is I don't use the word sell. I use the word help. I replace that in my entire life. I don't talk about selling people. I talk about helping people. But if you help enough people, you will make a lot of sales. And this is one of like Sean has taken this and running with it is like helping people, whether they're looking to rent, whether they think they're struggling with credit, whether they don't know what they want to buy, meet with them, help them develop a plan. That is what professionals do. And that's what the clients deserve. And so it's your responsibility as an agent to help them develop that plan. It's not just meeting with people to close the sale. Quit closing and provide value. Deposit into that business relationship equity account. You have to keep depositing into that bank account. And then once you deposit it enough, it's way easier to withdraw. Oh, a million times over. And you also sometimes have to have that deep conversation both with yourself and with the client. Are you actually trying to sell them on this property or are you trying to help them? Because I've had clients we've talked to and really, they shouldn't be buying this $400,000 home. It's too much for them. The expenses are way too high. Really, they need to be looking at $250,000 range. It, sure, I, I could have pushed for the $400,000 sale. It would have been amazing. But I know at the end of the day, I couldn't have slept at night knowing they couldn't afford this. They would be two-thirds of their income would go into, towards this mortgage yeah. every month. And you know, we're going to find a place now, but it's going to be in the $250,000 yep. range. Still checks every single box they want. Um, and they're gonna, he'll, he'll live comfortably. Dude, and like that's such a great point. I'm gonna add an asterisk there. It is not your decision to make for your buyer. So mm-hmm. if they still want the four hundred thousand dollar house, help them. Right, oh, that's 100%. their decision. But it's worth the conversation. Mm-hmm. And um, having that conversation, like imagine real estate agents can could say that scenario and be like, well, I'm, that's cutting my own throat because I'm I'm make I'm work on percentage, so I'm making less money. You are totally wrong. Could not be further from the truth. You're making less money on that transaction, but that trust and that relationship you build with that client. What is that going to pay you over the lifetime that you're a real estate agent? It'll be 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 fold because you're building trusting relationships with your clients that you're not a salesperson. You are helping them and you can never lose if you just focus on helping people. Um, So, dude, that's such a great point. Um, Let's jump into some education as a new agent. um, I know you believe in education as one of our core values. Um, How important has education been to your success? It's been instrumental, both on the investing side of things, um, when I first started there, and then now on the real estate side of things. It gives you that leg up, because at the end of the day, we're professionals, and if we don't know more than our clients, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, and so I'm... <laughs> you guys should listen back to that. Say that again. If we don't know more than our clients, then what are we doing? Why are we meeting with them? Yeah. And, and that, that goes true for so many things about real estate. And we're not going to know everything, of course. It's impossible. But if we don't even have a little bit more knowledge than they do, it's like when you meet that car salesman that, that you know 10 times more than him. You're like, <laughs> hey, man, just sit there. Let me. I already know about this car. And they, you can tell when they're, when they're making stuff up. Oh, this lever does this. No, it doesn't. I already, <laughs> tr- Trust me. I, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's such a great analogy because we've all had that experience, right? We've all bought something. That we had a crappy salesperson or someone that didn't have the education that they need that they that they should have had on the product. It could be something simple. It could be something like a car. It could be a parachute. Whatever it is, right? Education is important in sales. In order to help guide. So as a salesperson, I think you're a guide, right? You're not trying to convince. You're not twisting people's arms. You are educating and guiding them to make the right decision for them. And you can only do that through education and the value that you provide. And education is one of those values. And so, like, if you adjust that mindset. That will be huge for your business. Like, just think about those experiences. So I say this all the time. Client experience has to be number one. If you lose sight of how important the client experience is in your business, the rest of the shit does not matter. 
You can be the best prospector. You can have the best lead. You can have everything that is just dialed in and you can be the best at every other category of real estate. But if you don't, if you're not nails on the client experience, you are missing a massive opportunity and you will lose to the person that is shitty at everything else, but dominates the client experience because every single person on this planet buys one way, word of mouth. How do you increase word of mouth? You take such good care of their clients that they become raving fans of you and your brand. Sean is a perfect example of that. That's why Sean's here on the podcast today. Like that is how you grow and build a sustainable business. And it starts with the client experience. So that in the client experience starts, by the way, on the prospecting call. It also is in the meeting. What value and education are you providing? Are you, do you think as a real estate agent, like Sean, we've talked about this in one of our sales meetings recently, right? Um, it's our job to educate. And if you don't have more knowledge than the consumer, you are no longer the professional. You're behind the curve. That's right. And so it's your job every single day. Like we pivoted, right? Like we should know the market anyway, but it's more crucial right now. Like we are time blocking as as agents in our organization every single day, 10 to 15 minutes, purely education every day. Find a blog, study market stats, rewatch a market update, do read keeping current matters is a great source for that. You need to be the expert 10 to 15 minutes a day to, to, to give you that confidence that when you meet with them, you do have that value. You do have that knowledge. I think it's so, so crucial. It's not about meeting with them to get the buyer's agency signed. It's not about meeting with them to do anything other than to build the relationship, educate them on the process, and be the guide for them that they need. That's it. And if you're and if you're not setting that consistent time to study, then what was the market three weeks ago? It was yeah. very different than it was three months ago or yep. even yesterday. If you're not spending 10 minutes a day, you're like, oh, I spent two hours last two, three weeks ago. Hey, a lot has changed in three weeks. Just yep. I don't know if anybody knows that, but a lot <laughs> has changed in the last two or three weeks. Yeah, it's consistency, right? Consistently getting that knowledge because, like, what are interest rates at today? If you don't know that as an agent and you're talking to a buyer, like, you probably should know that on a daily basis. You should probably have a resource for that, right? Or where interest rates at now and home values at now, what is your buying power now versus where it was six months ago? Like, that is something that you should know. Incredibly important. Because you need to be the expert in the guide versus... So here's what happens if you don't. Here's the bad news. If you don't do this and you don't take Sean and I's advice and you just act on accident and you let the clients drive the bus, guess where they get their news from? Mainstream media. And I promise you they are not painting a pretty picture. Like regardless of what side of the political circus that we have now you sit on, regardless of where that is, you cannot argue that mainstream media is not actual media. Right? It's not news anymore. It is clickbait. And what sells? Negativity and panic. That's what sells. And so they find every way to put a spin on everything in that direction. As an example, interest rates had the largest drop in history in a day's time since the 1960s recently. Tell me where that's at in the news sources. You still see how the housing market is getting ready to crash and interest rates are through the roof. They don't talk about the good news. It is your job as the agent to know that so you can educate them so they can make a right decision. And you can tell, too, when other agents don't do that because most of them don't know what changed either. Yep. And it's been weeks since this has happened, and most people have no idea. Listing agents, there's a lot of agents you meet yep. that absolutely have no idea what's happening in the market. Because they didn't have to be educated. Mm. They were order takers. And you are a real estate salesperson, which is a professional. You went to school to get your license. It is your job to step up and be a professional that your clients deserve. 
Buying and selling a home is one of the biggest decisions of their life, and they're putting it in your hands. Would you trust you with that decision? Look in the mirror. Am I educated enough on the real estate market that someone could, that I would trust myself with the biggest financial decision of my life? If the answer is no, start studying every single day. And like Sean said, such a great point, Sean. You can't cram study this. This is consistently updating yourself daily. It's so crucial. So um, let's pivot here. Talking about education, um, we have pivoted, right, as a team. Consistently, we are. We have, um, always. We probably change too much. I'm in love with change. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, it's something that I always want to be innovative and ahead, right? And so we just rolled out a new uh, classes for our entire agent staff, and we're, it's agent excellence courses. And it's going back to the fundamentals, back to the basics on how we can master the fundamentals and basics, and basics so we can be excellent agents that our clients deserve. Um, Sean, I would love for you to kind of talk through some takeaways that you've had from those courses. I've had a, quite a few big ones. There's honestly too many to say in you know this podcast, but one of the biggest is going back to the basics because even though I've only been an agent six months, the amount of stuff that we've learned that I learned six months ago, the buyer's presentation that I was crushing when I first started, yep. I was crushing it. I did one the other day and I was like, wow, I have slipped a little bit here. Because even though it's only been six months, the stuff that we, we focus on the next big thing, the yep. next new tactic, the new, the new script, and we forget, oh yeah, the buyer's presentation or this one little thing that we did when we first started. And it's so important to be efficient in all these areas. Dude, it's, it's, it's mastery of the basics. That's what winners do. That's what champions do. Look at any sports team. Like the person that wins a dunk contest doesn't even make the playoffs most years. Mm. It's not about how pretty it looks. It's not the shiny object. It's the fundamentals and the basics. Who shows up? Who puts in the work? Who learns and educates themselves? And who actually practices harder than they play? Who practices so hard that when it's game time, they know that no matter what happens, they're going to deliver the best presentation. They're going to deliver the best script. They are going to do everything they can to give that client the service that they deserve, right? Like it's, it's mastery. So how do you master something? There's three things. It's easy. Mastery is you learn it, you do it, and then you're able to teach it. That third one is huge. A lot of people learn it. Well, I guess all of them are huge. Here's what a lot of people do with mastery. They get a new idea and they hear it. They don't learn it. So they don't even do step one. They just hear it. And that, they think hearing is learning. Hearing is not learning. The real learning happens on the playing field, right? You don't learn. You don't learn by listening. You learn by doing. So you have to do. So you have to do it over and over and over again, and tweak yourself and be very self-reflective and self-aware, so you can continually improve. And then once you do it enough that you can teach it to others, now you become a master of that. But once you get that mastery of what it say it's buyer's presentation in your example once you become a master it's not like you keep it forever you got to continually revamp that you got to continually improve that and you got to continually be on the top of your game there and i think that's what this agent excellence course is teaching us is that sometimes we get away from the fundamentals and the basics and especially as this market pivoted and changed it's so crucial that we go back to the things that got us here and the things that like I'll just I'll share this secret is our agent excellence course is very parallel to our agent onboarding. <laughs> it <laughs> <Like> is <laughs> basically what it is is we are re-onboarding all of our agents because they need it in this new market. And I encourage you, if you're a team leader, if you're an agent, go back to however you were onboarded and go back to those fundamentals and go in there with an open mind. Go in there to learn. Don't go in there with the attitude of, well, I've already heard this before. 
Because if you go in there with an open mind, I promise you, you will come away with tons of takeaways. I'm telling you, right, that right there sets you the elite apart from just the people who are getting by. When you hear that same topic you've heard four, five, ten times, are you trying to figure out what you, can you take away from it? Or you go, I heard that, and you, you mute it in the background. You're thinking about what's for lunch or what's my next consultation. Are, are you sitting there? Are you in the moment? Or are you thinking about the next big thing? Dude, that's, that is huge. Like, um, there are so many people in this world that they'll hear – like, I'll use our own team as an example. And I'm not going to mention names to anyone on the bus, but I know who you are if you're listening. Um, <laughs> just kidding, kind of. Um, no, so for real, I would just love to encourage everyone to do what Sean said. Like, it is it is so crucial. Like, it'd be easy on our team to, like, I go into, I say a lot of the same things over and over. And so I go into a spiel that you guys have already, you've already heard six times. But once I get started, I usually pivot somewhere different in a different angle of attack from what you've heard before. But if you tune that out because, oh, I've heard this before, you're not going to have that opportunity to learn at a different level. You're not going to have an opportunity to actually master whatever that skill or that lesson or that training may be. Oh, 100%. And same thing with any sort of education or knowledge. When I read a book, I look for one gold nugget of that book that made it worth it. I'll, maybe I'll take a thousand away, but I'm going to take one thing and make that implement that into my life and make that book worth $10,000 compared to the $10 I spent for it or the free training, whatever it is. Yep. So I'm going to ask you guys something. If you had to pick one, what is the world missing? Missing more information and more training or more implementation of that training and information? Like, which one is missing? If you truly ask yourself, 99.9% .9 of people that are honest with themselves, it's the implementation that is missing, not the knowledge. The knowledge is available, but are you actually applying that knowledge? Like, education is useless without implementation. Just because you know something isn't good enough. What can you do with that information? Like, the world's not short on ideas. Oh, no. <laughs> the world's short, short on people that can execute on those ideas. So be an executor and you have to show up to those rooms with an open mind. Like I have a, I have a rule. If I'm walking into a room, that's a training session. I am the biggest, I'm the biggest student in that room. If I'm not willing to be the biggest student in that room, I'm not going to show up. I, I, I do that intentionally because I need to practice, not only practice what I preach, but I need to be a lifelong learner. I need to be the expert so far and above that I can help amazing people like Sean that are nipping at my heels by learning all this stuff. I have to go above and beyond that. And it's important that you as an agent understand that you as a leader, especially understand that, that the speed of the leader determines the pace of the pack. And so what are you actually feeding your brain? What are you focusing on? Are you showing up to these trainings and actually learning things? Or are you showing up closed-minded? I think a lot of leaders are like, oh, I don't need to go to that. Like, I'm in the trenches with that stuff, right? Like, I'm out there prospecting and role-playing with you guys in Monday Mayhem and making the calls and, like, getting the hang-ups. And, like, it's important that I get those reps in, too. And I've been in those rooms, too, with, with you, and I can tell you 100% every time you're taking the notes. And you can see the people in the room who aren't taking it seriously. They're yep. just, hey, we showed up. We're going to take knowledge from it. No, if you just show up, you're, you don't do anything if you're not learning it and then implementing it. So there's this saying out there that just drives me absolutely insane. Showing up's half the battle. Showing up is zero the fucking battle. Like, show up to war and tell me how the battle goes. Like, <laughs> I'm here. No, you're dead. Right? Exactly. Like, it's not show, showing up is not good enough. What are you doing when you show up? Like if you're not showing up with intention, you're not showing up to give it your all, you're not showing up to grow or improve or help people, just stay fucking home. Yeah. Right? If, you, if you go to the gym and do nothing, if you just walk around the gym to look cool, take a selfie and leave, 
Why did you waste the gas to get there? Yep, 100%. Yeah. All right, so um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk, talk about lessons that you've learned. So um, it sounds like there's been a lot so far that you've learned, and I appreciate you sharing that with everyone. Um, what's something that maybe you learned the hard way? Maybe something that uh, you heard someone say, um, but you were like, ah, that's not true for me, or like, ah, that doesn't make sense for me yet, and still do it. Well, I'm going to do it this way because I think I know better, and then it's like, oh, shit, I should have listened. Have you had any of those? I've had those a little bit recently too, the the real estate roller coaster where you do the action that it takes to get there. Um, when I when I first started prospecting every day, very consistent, um, had no clients, zero clients, consistently doing the exact same result. Then you finally start getting those clients and those showings. It becomes very difficult when you're showing five or six clients in a day to still stick to that prospecting. But if you let that go for a week, all of a sudden, oh, my business dried up. Where did it all go? And I didn't believe in the real estate roller coaster. I was like, that'll never happen. And then it, it does. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, dude. Roller coasters are fun, but the real real estate roller coaster sucks. It's <laughs> like it's not a fun ride, especially when you're used to a consistent military income, paid twice a twice a month every month. Yep. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, I didn't get paid this month. Yep. That's tough, <laughs> dude. And so a lot of these lessons, like that, uh, that I talk about, like the real estate roller coaster that I share with the team and other people on this podcast, is like. Dude, I don't operate on theory, right? Like that's not that's just not who I am. Like I've experienced it. Like those of you that have heard my story of kind of where I came from, I came from like pretty broke and poor, right? Like and it was uh, uh if you're interested in learning more about that, go back and listen to episode 1. Uh, me and my beautiful wife share our story and it's um I've had a lot of people reach out that has really helped them. So if you want to check that out, it's episode 1. Um but what I have, what I teach and what I share with people is stuff that I've actually done. And dude, I learn a lot of things the hard way. I'm pretty hard headed. Like, so it's, uh, I, I share things that I learned by, by doing it this way. And I'm like, Oh shit, that's not the right way. Like I remember one specific time. It was my very first year in real estate. Like I had, I think I had eight closings in a month, dude, coming from completely broke to eight closings in a month. I'm like, hell yeah, let's go like, yeah, cash we're, we're going to the Ritz tonight, baby. Like, right. <laughs> let's go to the casino. Right. But, um, what happened was I focused on dealing with the fires and I focused on um, sleeping in and I focused on leaving the office early because I saw those pendings, right? And I got, I fell and I, I started reading my own headlines and uh, I, it was nice to cash those checks, but uh, good thing I had them still in the bank three months later when I had zero closings, right? Like it's a real thing and it is momentum is a real thing in life. I wish I could explain it. But it happens one way or another. And every single day, you're getting better or worse. And so if you had to ask yourself every day, did, did I increase my momentum today or did it get worse? Like, I promise you, those little tweaks that you do daily will not let you go a week or a month where it really starts to go into a snowball effect in the negative direction. But you have to focus on winning the day and build momentum. It's a real thing. Like, doing things... Like, so as an example, a real estate roller coaster, um, you go and you start, you stop prospecting and you have all these closings and you're like, oh, this was cool. And then you, your pennies start going down. You don't have any showings like, and you're like, oh, no problem. I'll just get on the phones again. That doesn't happen overnight. No. You lost momentum. You lost that consistency and that follow-up. So you're, you're on another 90 day schedule. So best case scenario, what I do today affects my business 90 days from now. That's how I operate. Sometimes it's sooner, sometimes it's later, but I focus on 90 days. I, I delay the gratification. And so seriously, like, it's not like, oh, I can just get back on the phone and set more appointments. No, that consistency of that time frame that you lost, you can never get it back. No. 
It doesn't happen tomorrow. Instant gratification does not work in real estate. You have to do actions 90 days ago to get the result today. And so it's so crucial. And you hear that and you don't think it applies to you. I did too. I was like, it won't take 90 days. It took 90 days. And then all, <laughs> but then all of a sudden, that, that work that I've been doing for months, all of a sudden I was like, I don't see this. Nothing's happening. I'm focusing on um, the leading indicators like we talk about yep. a lot. Um, making those calls, sending those emails, sending the video texts, which we'll talk on later too. Um, but And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, snap, I've got six under contract. I've got nine under contract right now. How did that happen? And it literally, it feels like it happened overnight too, where it just, but I know it didn't. Cause I know I've been talking to these people since yep. the day I was an agent or the day after I was an agent. Sure. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. So, um, anything else that you learned the hard way you want to share? Um, one thing too, which I kind of mentioned a second ago is you focus too much on the results and it, it becomes very, very, we've had some new agents on the team too, where we've had that mentality of focusing on the results too soon. Um, and I had that thing too. So I always want to be successful in whatever I do. Um, it's very, very important to me. I w want to be able to help change lives and be able to help people. But if you focus on the results too soon, um, a lot of stuff kind of, whenever you have a mutual release, it hits you really, really hard. Yeah. And I've had a few mutual releases, and those hit me very, very, very hard. I had those dark days where I'm like, I'm not cut out for this. I can't do real estate anymore. I mean, I've only been an agent six months, but I've had, <laughs> I've had quite a few times where I'm like, this is not for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's not for the uh, faint of heart, right? Hundred percent. It's uh, there's there's there are hard days, but I think that uh, that's a good parallel for life, right? Like real estate and life have this in common: is that success is defined by what you do on the days that you don't feel like doing it, like. Anybody can do great things on the good days, the days they feel good. What do you do on the days where you're just not feeling it or you get bad news? Do you let that ruin your entire day? Or do you just like, hey, I got five minutes to vent. Now I'm going to get back to work and, and I'm going to get my momentum going back in a positive direction. Like being able to pivot there is a huge key to success, not just in real estate, but also in life. 100%. Going back to prospecting after you've had that bad news is almost impossible. But the first two times I didn't do it. And then after that, I'm like, I can't waste a whole day being sad for yep. myself. It doesn't do anything. Going at Taco Bell, it can't help you at that <laughs> point. Maybe grab a quick Taco Bell and come back into the office. Maybe and they had Mexican that. pizza still. Exactly. Help. I know. They're sold out. Yeah. They've been sold out for a year. What are they doing? I don't know. Um, yeah, that was a terrible marketing ploy, whatever they're trying there. The Mexican pizza is the only good thing on the menu. <laughs> um, all right, off of Taco Bell, back yeah, on sorry, real yeah. estate. Um, Focus. Taco Bell is pretty good. It's lunchtime, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so, Sean, share with um, share with the people what advice do you have for newer agents in this market? I feel like during this pandemic, during the last three years we've had, we've got a lot of new agents in real estate. And so if there's a new agent listening, what advice would you have for them? So I, I have a few things. Um, one of the first things, the most important, I think, of anything is calendar consistency. It's easy to put an hour time block on your calendar for prospecting. And then somebody calls and says, hey, I want to see a house right now. And you go, well, I'll do it later. You never do it later. There's, you never readjust that in your calendar. And of course, there's that one or two times where it, it has to happen. But if you don't stick to your calendar for anything, um, if you don't stick to your calendar, it, your day can get away from you very, very quickly. So calendar consistency is huge. I couldn't agree more. Like being disciplined and consistent in your business is so crucial. And too many people work on accident, especially in real estate. It's very easy, right? There's, there's a lot of things that you have to be reactive for. But what I think Sean is breaking down there is that we've done a great job at training and he's done a great job at applying that if you have prospecting scheduled from 10 to 11 and a client reaches out and wants to see a house at 1045, like you can have a conversation with them like, hey, actually, I have an appointment. 
Um, then can we do 1130 instead? And 90% of the time, the client's like, oh, yeah, no problem. But we're afraid. So we're, there's two things that happen. The agency, they're afraid they're going to lose that showing or they're looking for an excuse not to prospect. And number two is 80% of the time it's number two. Usually number two. Yeah. Um, but guys, the prospecting is part of the process. And um, one of the things we're really focusing on and prospecting right now in our organization is follow-up. I think that's just a, a hole that has been missed in our organization in particular and a lot of organizations is like building your pipeline, building your funnel and having a cadence of follow up with those people where you can actually provide that value, where you can meet with them in advance, like Sean mentioned. And if they're, they're a year out, I still want to meet with you and I want to provide that value. I want to help you build a plan. And now guess what? Sean knows a year from now he's got a client and anything new that pops in is on top of that base of his pipeline that he's already built. And you can only do that through prospecting and follow up. 100%. I know summer 2023, I've already got some people ready. Yep. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. What else? What other advice would you have? So in that prospecting, um, really important thing, there's so many different ways to prospect um, besides just calling is the number one thing. But after you talk to that person, um, how else can you reach out to them? How else can you give value? So I found a lot video texts are very, very um informative and they can also build a lot of rapport with a client. I actually recently, I've been doing video texts for a while now. Um, and recently I actually had a car salesman send a video text to me. He did a surprise showing on a car that I registered for. That's the first time ever I'd seen that. And if car salesmen are doing it, why are real estate agents not? And how did you feel as a consumer when the car salesman did that for you? I bought the car. Wasn't even planning to. I, he, I, I looked at some cars. Dude, I just got goosebumps. I, I absolutely drove an hour and a half to this guy. He did a full walkthrough, multiple video texts. Never even talked to this guy before. He sent me the video text before I asked, sent me the video walkthrough before I asked for it, already had the car pulled up when I got there. How much value did he provide to me before I ever met this guy? Dude, that's that's freaking phenomenal. Um, does this guy want to sell real estate? I I, meant, I talked to him about it. I was like, hey, uh, <laughs> you want to wow. crush it in real estate? Yeah, dude, that's so... For real though, like what can you learn from that experience agents? Like that we have to be better, right? Like I talked about this on this podcast before, but the 30% of agents that are going to get out of the business, um, that equates to about 600,000, just in case you were curious. Um, so yeah, that's a big wow factor. Um, but it's time for us to level up as an industry. Like if we can't, if a car salesman provides better service than you do as a real estate agent, like they're selling a car, you're selling real estate. You, you are a professional. It's time for you to elevate your game. And I think there's a couple of takeaways from that. Number one, video works. Video works because how people receive communication. Only 7% of your message gets across in, a, in the words that you say. So if you're sending a text or an email, they only, the best case scenario, they receive 7%. That's it. Mm -hmm. There is a 37%. That is the vocal, so the tonality. You add that in with a phone call. So with a phone call, you can get 37 plus, um, plus 7. What is that? Maybe it's 38. 38 plus 7 is uh, 45. So you can get 45%. That is still over half of the potential communication that you can deliver. They receive less than half of it. Like here's a perfect example. Have you ever gotten a text message from someone that you read it and you're like, Sean, what the fuck, man? Why is he pissed off at me? And I pick up and call, and Sean's like, oh, hey, what's up, man? And everything's good. You misinterpreted what they were saying. It's because you cannot communicate properly through just words. It's there's, very difficult. There's tonality involved, and there's also the most important, 55% is body language. And guess what happens in a video text? Not You're not just texting 7%. You're texting 100% of the communication because you get all three of those combined. 
So it makes a massive difference. So video works and we all text our clients, at least we should be doing. Like text is a great tool to get attention to set up a time for a phone call or for a meeting, etc. Um, but be careful, you can't sell through text because of what I just said. Um, your text should be designed in order to get attention to get them to respond so you can set an appointment. Um, and that appointment can be for a phone call. So you can have a more in depth conversation. Uh, but also don't wait on the client to ask you for something. Like if Sean, if this salesperson would have waited for Sean to ask for information on this vehicle, or hey, could you send me a video of that? Sean probably wouldn't have that brand new shiny car in the parking lot right now because Sean was not ready to make that decision yet. He had other things in his life. We all have busy lives, right? We, we live in so much. There's so much going on around us in today's world that, that Sean probably would not have done that without that salesperson's help. But again, instead of him selling him, he provided value to Sean and that value turned into a sale because Sean, it, it shrunk Sean's timeline to buy a new car which he was thinking about doing, which is why he was a lead. Like, see the parallels with real estate, right? That's why everybody's in your database because they are thinking about buying or selling. But what value did that can you provide as a salesperson to help them move that timeline up so they can make that decision that they want to make? And guess what? He was the fifth dealership I talked to. How many of your leads are talking to other agents? How many of your leads are clicking on other websites? We may be the fifth or sixth one they talk to. So I want to provide so much value as fast as possible. While they're waiting, the other agent says, oh, I'll call them tomorrow or next week. I want to send that video text yep. immediately. Hey, I'm so excited that you registered on our website. How can I help you? When can we schedule a five-minute meeting to talk? Dude, that's, yeah, it's pure gold. Like you said it, 100%. It's that you have to provide that extra value. So I assume that everyone in our database is in at least five others. Like we have to have that assumption. Like we aren't the only ones that can do Facebook ads. We aren't the only ones that can buy Zillow. We aren't the only ones that can do pay-per-click, right? Like our branding and marketing message is very, very powerful in our area. But you also have to provide value in addition to that, right? Like there's there you have to assume that they're already working with other people. What can I do to be above and beyond that? All right, what else, Sean? What other other advice do you have? This is great stuff, man. Oh yeah, there's there's so much. Um, I've learned so much so fast, and and that's the other thing too. Just get, being in those rooms. Um, whenever you're the least knowledgeable person in that room, sometimes it can be intimidating, but be in that room, find that person that knows crazy about more than you and just be around them. Even if you don't know what to ask it. Cause when I first started, I still, sometimes I don't even know what to ask. Like, Hey, what questions do you have? What questions do I ask? Like what, what, what is there to learn? <laughs> I, there's so much, but yeah. be in those rooms where those top producers are, where those big contributors are. And you'll learn so much. hundred percent. You need to be, instead of the big fish in the small pond, you should strive to be the small fish in a big pond. Like you want, we've all heard the meme, right? Of you are the average of the five people you hang out with. Hang out with higher level people and you will level up in your life. Like here's literally, I, I've said this from stages before. If you hang around five druggies, you're going to be the sixth. If you hang around five millionaires, guess what you're going to be? The sixth millionaire. Your surroundings affect you way more than you realize. So make sure you're in the right rooms. Like that's one of the things I love about our organization is yes, these events external within the Cheplak circles within our EXP network, dude, they're fire. Like I want to, I go to one, at least one a quarter. Right. And it, it re re energizes me getting around other big thinkers. Like it's amazing, but even on a daily basis in this amazing organization with all these awesome people, like it's just inspiring and motivating that we're all learning and growing together. And if your environment isn't like that, you should probably change environments or change your environment. Like change, it is your responsibility if you're a part of that environment. If you're not part of the, the part of the solution, you're part of the problem. 
Like everybody wants to have fun. Everybody wants to grow. Everybody wants to have a great work culture. It's like if you're not enjoying that, if you're afraid to come to work, um, number one, look in the mirror. Um, maybe you're you're causing some of that. But if it's something that you're doing everything you can and nobody else is catching on, find a different tribe. Like hang out with other people that are doing things that you want to do. It's so important. And in, in that tribe, you have to have that healthy competition too. Um, finding those people to, that are always leveling you up. Because guess what? I want to be top of the leaderboard, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to sabotage someone else. I'll, I've given out leads. I want to continue to work with people. I'll help and give any knowledge I can. Because guess what? If they level up, I guess I got to get 12 pending now. I guess I got to work even harder because I'm so excited. Rising tide rises all ships. 100%. We're all on the same ship here. It's our responsibility to rise the tide so we all grow together, right? Like that's the best analogy I can come up with. And like it's – like I know this for a fact. Like if it came down to you being a top producer or you um, giving a client better service because someone else could help them better because of a personality conflict, dude, you'd give it away in a heartbeat. Done it multiple, Be- multiple times. Because it's what's best for the client. Mm-hmm. But because you have that mindset, look at all that you've gained. Givers gain, right? You have to give in order to receive. And sometimes you don't see it. Maybe it's months from now. Maybe it's weeks from now. Maybe it's years from now. But it always comes back. And I know every night when I go home that I helped someone else. And I know I did everything I could. And I sleep very well every night. Yep. Maybe some melatonin. But, I mean, overall, pretty good. Well, that's because you got some nice cats to keep you warm. Okay, right? well, <laughs> now the world knows. Thank in you. In case you didn't know, Sean is a cat dad. Just two. <laughs> come on, man. You couldn't think I wasn't going to put that in here. Yeah, it, it was bound to happen. It was bound to come up. <laughs> All right. So um, let's go some, some more advice. What else do you got? Give us some more key, key takeaways, dude. This is good stuff. Actionable items. So uh, one more thing that I think is huge. and I, When you get around these big rooms, you hear people talk about it. But sometimes in your own town, in your own circle, when you have these visions, sometimes it's very hard because people, you think it's too scary for them. You think it's too scary for you. Um Crazy enough, December 2021, I put I would be agent of the month in a year and on a podcast. I was not even an agent at that point. I had not even got out of the military. I hadn't even started my licensing courses. And guess what? Two weeks before my one-year mark, agent of the month, and I'm on a podcast. And that's not to say like I'm amazing or anything, but it's just the power of that scary thought. When I put a picture of that board in my house, I didn't want to show anyone because they're like, you're not even an agent. How could you be agent of the month on the top team in your state? in a year well here we are so dude i didn't know that dude that's awesome that gave me another two goosebump moments for me um so that's uh that's powerful like right like i preach it all the time visualization is is crucial in life um but to be here's what sean did from the visualization exercise i would love for you guys to take away number one it has to be clear and specific what do you want i want to be buyer's agent of the month on this team on this day like, you have to be clear and specific with that. Um, then you got to be willing to put in the work, right? Um, and one of the ways that I think that you can do that is by public declaration. Um, maybe Sean didn't really maybe share this with as many people as he probably could have. Um, but I know that he's very self-motivated and self-disciplined to still accomplish that. And putting that out there in the universe, like, dude, it, it comes back, right? Reciprocity is real. Uh, but if you're able to... Here's, let's go back to the people you hang around. Sean said he did not share that with people because he was kind of scared of how they would they would like, oh, dude, what what, what do you think? You're going to be buyer's agent of the month? You're not in real estate. What the hell are you thinking? Mm-hmm. You're probably hanging around the wrong people. And that's why I changed tribes because I knew I was with the wrong people. Yep. They weren't thinking that way. Like, dude, I share my dreams with people. Like, I remember 
I'll give a real story. Like I'm very been very fortunate in my career, um, and we were uh, me and my family were able to buy a vacation home with the Lake of the Ozarks, and we have a lake home. And I kept it quiet for like eight months. I'm like, I want everybody to keep this quiet. I don't want anybody to know because I didn't want anybody to judge me, right? Because of where I come from. And then finally, what I realized is that um, I was talking to uh, one of our partners, Adam Bailey, um, and he said, "Dude, quit. You are." You are getting in the way of other people's success. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, you not sharing your journey and what is possible is limiting others to know what is possible. I'm like, all right, you have my attention. Tell me more. And he said, remember why you bought a lake house? Because I told you I was buying one. Adam shared that it was something on his vision board that he was going to do. And it got me thinking, well, shit, I should probably do that for my family too. So me sharing that with other people will give other people the inspiration to grow and level up too, right? And so don't be selfish with your visions and your dreams. And don't be, if you're scared to share them, you're probably around the wrong people. The people that I was scared to share that with, I know I'm around the wrong people, right? Like um, I want people that are proud of me because of the work that I've done to put it in. I want, Sean wants people that are proud of him because of the work that he put in to become that buyer's agent of the month. And if you're not around people that are propelling you in your life and your career and you have too many anchors, cut the, cut the anchors, go. Like, let them go. Because I, I tell you what, I, I didn't want to tell anybody about the new car because I was nervous that I, I mean, of course, I did it for tax reasons. There's so many reasons why I did it. I mean, but nobody asked that. They're like, well, what's your payment? Isn't that more than your mortgage? Is this and that? But nobody on this team did that to me. They were like, we're so excited for you. Like, people want to, you know, go rides in it. They, people just are excited. And that's a definitely a different mindset than to have of like well you know that victim mindset it's very very Dude, different that like i'm smiling inside because that's that's the that's that's our team that's our people and that's why i joined this team and that's yeah. why i know like somebody's gonna have to drag me out of here so. <laughs> well you're not going anywhere um so guys i hope you got some value from this um i want to remind everyone i'm gonna uh, go to sean for the closing words but i want to remind everyone that this was advice that Sean was giving to new agents. But I want to remind you, we are all new agents in this new market. So these apply to each and every one of you. It's important that you get back to the basics. And Sean's, I'm going to go over his, his notes here. He said calendar consistency, uh, video text, showing that video out, prospecting daily, and have that big vision. Have that big vision and paint it out there and have people around you that are the right tribe, the right people, the right culture for you to share that vision with that will help support you and celebrate when you accomplish it. Sean, any closing words, man? Hey, just just do the work. Um, put in the action. And if you think it's outside of what you know now, find someone. Um, listen to the podcast. There's so much education out there. Do the action and the how. If you figure out the why and put in the action, the how will it'll all of a sudden make itself known. That's right. But if you focus on the how without any of the other stuff, you will get nothing. Like the how reveals itself once you do enough action, right? So surround yourself with the right people. I think that's a great closing message because that's what we do here at All or Nothing in Real Estate. That This is my mission. It's a passion project for me to give back to the industry that has given so much to me. And so if you're looking for that, if you're looking for that tribe, you're looking for those people to give back, we have a private Facebook group. Join All or Nothing in, face, join All or Nothing in Real Estate Facebook group. That's what we do there. It's a group of like-minded contributors that are there to give back, to answer your questions. Guys, send me a private message. Send me um, 
anything but an email because that's not my thing. Um, but send me a message on whatever channel you can find me on and uh, message all or nothing in real estate. I truly just want to contribute. Um, and if you'd like to reach out to Sean, you can follow him too um, at, at the the Sean MacArthur. The Sean MacArthur. Yeah, so, I would love to talk to anybody. Yeah, we just we believe in contribution. We believe in helping. And so, guys, thank you so much for listening. Sean, dude, this was killer. Great tactical takeaways. Great story. Thank you so much for being here. Thank, thank you so much for having me for this amazing opportunity. Awesome. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you next time. 